may be seated. Good evening, brothers and sisters in Christ. Great to see everybody this evening as well. You know, Tim was doing a series of lessons on different songs in the, uh, in the songbook of themes and things like that. And we could have very well called the theme of the night, Count Your Many Blessings. But the night is blessed, blessed, and blessed. And we're very happy for each and every person that's here tonight. So happy to have with us Ruth Wilson with us tonight. We're so glad you're here with us. And we're so fired up that you're with us, sister. And continue uh, in the Lord each and every day. And the encouragement that you are to so many here. And, and we're so blessed to have uh, you with us. And Amy, we thank you so much for being here tonight. We have a great and awesome God. We have a God that has blessed us in every way. And it's so amazing that when we think about it, we've talked about this morning, we talked about striving for the goal that we have, wanting to know Christ, pressing on towards the goal, which is Christ heavenward, looking to Him, looking to want to be with Him each and every day, having the motivation to follow Him above all in all things that we do. But there is one thing that we talked about that sometimes we do get discouraged. And sometimes things are hard. And sometimes things don't go the way we like them or we would enjoy for them to go. And when those times comes is when we truly need to understand, count your many blessings. Now, I don't know about you if you've ever had a time in your life when something's going hard and somebody comes to you and says, count your blessings. You're going, what? But when you start to understand what that person's wanting to say to you. You start to understand, you know what? It's good to listen to the wisdom of those who have gone through things, who have passed through things. And when they say, count your many blessings, because they know even in the hardest times, we have a good God. We have a God that is looking out for us, a God of compassion, a God of mercy, a God of all comfort, who is looking out for us, who is looking over us each and every moment. And just as the song says here, when upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one. Not only that, as it goes on, are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? Count your many blessings. Every doubt will fly, and you will be singing as the days go by. So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged. God is over all. Count your many blessings. Angels will attend. And it will surprise you what the Lord hath done. <laughs> and, it will, and help and comfort give you to your journey's end. Okay? I got the wrong verse there at the end of it. Okay? I was looking down at that other part. Okay? <laughs> That's why I'm not a song leader. I look at the wrong part sometimes. But anyway, looking at this song and thinking about our lives. Sometimes it is very hard, the things that we go through, the things that we pass through. And we say, Lord, are you with us? And we have to be reminded, just as Jeremiah had to remind himself, as he's known as the weeping prophet, himself when he was thrown into the, through, through, thrown into the well with, with mud up to his knees, that he would still be able to say, the Lord is my portion, says my soul. That he would be able to say, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. That he would still be able to say his mercies renew each and every day. The very fact that Jeremiah could say those in the hardest of situations means he understood something about his God that I want to understand about our God. That I want to have confidence in our God that when I feel like I'm in the well, I can still count my blessings. I can still know that God is walking along with me. 
And that he is looking over me and taking care of me each and every single moment in my life. And above all, what is it that God has done for me to help me to remember every spiritual blessing that we have in this world as we live and as we walk through here? God has done something marvelous. We understand that sin has separated us from God, our trespasses. That we deserve death and we deserve the penalty of death. But yet Jesus came, lived among us, and served as the propitiation or the payment of our sin when he took the sins upon the cross and died for each and every one of us. Lord God, help me to remember and to know, to count the blessings that are in you each and every day. What I want us to look at tonight... It's three different ways that we can understand that we are blessed, blessed, and even more blessed, if you want to say it that way as well. The first one comes from Ephesians chapter one, verse three, when it says, Paul says to the church in Ephesus, praise be to a God and father who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with all and every spiritual blessing that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Now, I don't know about you. But I love to hear in that verse, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, every spiritual blessing, all spiritual blessings are found in Christ Jesus, my Lord. So what I want to do is, just like Paul said this morning, I want to know Christ, the power of his rising, sharing his suffering, and somehow to attain from the resurrection of the dead. I want to look to Paul. I want to know Christ. I want to know every spiritual blessing that I have in him. The spiritual blessing to know that when Christ died for me, he has paid my sins. We sang the song afterwards. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away, take my sins away. Praise God. Jesus did that for us. And not only that, as we go through Ephesians chapter 1, Paul will say, you have been blessed because you have been adopted into sonship. You have been given, you have been chosen by God to become his children. And as his children, as Galatians says, that comes with all the rights as a child of God. Every single right that we have in Christ Jesus our Lord. Galatians chapter 3 says it, and chapter 4 says it so beautifully, saying that we have been adopted as sons of God, or as children of God. Not only have we received it, but we have also received His Spirit. He says in Ephesians chapter 1, going on, He says in these verses here, For He chose us in Him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in His sight. And not only in this part, then he goes on to say in verse 11, in him we were also chosen, 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 okay? That sounds, well, that doesn't sound, that might, that might be more of a, tech, a Tennessee kind of accent. Chosen, okay? I don't know. Chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with his purpose and of his will. In order that we who were first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. In verse 13, and you also were included in Christ. You were blessed to be in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed you were marked in him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit, 
Who is the deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory? To the praise of his glory. To the great blessing to know that his spirit dwells in us. And is working in us. And is leading us to want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. So beautifully as Peter said on the day of Pentecost. Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. For the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We talked about wanting to win a prize, but I don't know about you. If somebody has a gift, I like to know what's inside of it. And if it's my birthday, I really want to know what's inside of that box, right? But the only way I'm ever going to know what is inside of it is if I decide to take it and open it. Wow. God has a gift that he has given to the world, his son, Jesus. And he's asking, do you want the gift of eternal life? Do you want the gift of the Holy Spirit dwelling in you? It is available. And it is a beautiful gift. It is a blessing. When you receive a gift from someone, oh, thank you so much for what you gave. All that. All of those great emotions. Because we are thankful. And we are blessed to know what happens. So then when we see these verses here, the major thing that we can think of also as we talk about this blessing and knowing who God is and what he has done for us. In Galatians chapter 2, it says this, all of us talking about our former way of life before we came to Christ. In 2 verse 3, lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and its thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. Look what we were deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. Brothers and sisters, we have been blessed beyond measure. We have been given eternal life in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And every blessing that God wants to give us, the Father, is through his Son, Jesus Christ. And as Jesus Christ, he is not only our Lord, he is our intercessor, he is our mediator. He is, as we learned this morning in class, my brother. And he's not ashamed to call me his brother and his friend. Wow. All of that because of who I am? No, because of who he is. And what he has done for each and every one of us. What an awesome God that we have. What an awesome God we have. And so when we are going through the hardest times in our lives, don't forget the gift that you've been given in Jesus Christ. Don't forget that he is faithful and he is true and will carry us on to the end. Just as Paul said this morning in 2 Timothy chapter 4, chapter 3, the crown of righteousness is awaiting me. But not only me, but all of those who have lived faithful to our God and Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord God, I thank you so much for the blessing that you've given us in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Every spiritual blessing is in Christ. The family of faith that we have, our brothers and sisters in Christ, are as a joy and a blessing that we have also. Sometimes you might say, well, are you sure that's not a curse? No, 
Okay? I promise you, it is a blessing. You know, it's so awesome to know how God works and how he wants to extend his gospel to all the world. And he wants them to have the opportunity to hear, to partake in this spiritual family. I don't know, is you and Ayla, my wife, okay? Yes, she's my wife, okay? Since 1999, see, May 10th, 15th, 1999, the two dates, May 10th and 15th, okay? So they say, if you remember your anniversary date, that that's a good thing. A guy, and I, asked a guy, I asked one other guy one time in front of his wife, I said, when's your anniversary? And he looked around like this, he said, Men never ask that question to other, uh, other men with their wife in front of them. So, I blew at that time. And I'm not hoping your wife's not asking you right now, do you remember ours? <laughs> but I want us to think about this. As you and I got married and we lived in Wolford, Texas, Lubbock, Texas, when we were first married, there was a friend of mine, a colleague of mine, uh, in fact, somebody that I thought and planned that I would be going to Brazil in the northeastern part of Brazil before we moved to the southern part. And his name is Randy. His name was Randy Warzeka, a very good friend of mine until today. He's a missionary there in Aracaju, Brazil. But Randy, he decided that he would go to Recife and do an internship there before he would move to Aracaju, where he's working as a missionary ever since 2000. And as he was in the city of, a small city of six million people, okay, just a small city on the coast, and he's randomly in the city of six million people, he gets a bus, and he's riding the bus, and as he's there, a girl gets on the bus, and I don't know if she was pregnant or if she was tired, I can't remember, but he gave her a seat, and they started talking. And as they were talking, you know, he was saying, well, yeah, you know, I'm a missionary and uh, I, I lived in Texas and things like that. And the girl started saying, well, you know, that's neat. You know, I've got some friends of mine that live in Texas. In fact, uh, you know, uh, a friend of mine, she just got married not too long ago. And, and, then, and then Randy started talking to her and she started talking to him. And she said, he said, are you talking about you? And, and she said, are you talking about Mark? It was Jew's best friend. From the city that she's in, in the interior part of, outside of Recife, in Palmares, which is about 60,000 people. She moved there to Recife, living in there in the city of 6 million people. And God put her right beside Randy for them to meet. And Randy had the opportunity to express to her the gospel. We're still praying that she'll accept it. Every time we go, we talk about the gospel. Every time that she has something going on in her life, you know who she's calling? Not me, but she's calling you and talking to her. God is showing how desperately he wants others to receive the blessing to be in Christ and to have every spiritual blessing that is in him. There's no accidents in our class. We just began to start a little talk about a little bit at the end of it. The providence of God. And seeing how God works. And God works in ways to get us where we need to be so that we can hear the gospel. That's why it's so beautiful when Acts 17, when God, when Paul is talking to the people there at the Oropicus. And they're there speaking and he's talking about the God who does not need a temple. God, the, the unknown God. 
And he said, God has determined the exact times and places that people shall li- should live. That they may search for him and by searching him, find him. Lord God, I thank you for the spiritual blessing that you give us of the people around us each and every day. At work, in our family, that we have, to be, we have the opportunity to be the opportunity to extend to them the blessing of having Jesus Christ in their lives. Lord God, thank you for every spiritual blessing that is in Christ. May I count your blessings in the hardest of times. But you know, with those blessings comes commitment. I want to accept those blessings and I want to receive those blessings. But those blessings call us to a higher lifestyle, a different lifestyle. A blessings in, there are blessings in living a godly lifestyle. And say, in fact, if you see in 1 Timothy 4 verse 18, Paul, when he's talking to Timothy, says physical exercise is of some value, but godliness has value in all things. Now, that's not excuse. I know as I was reading in the commentaries and I'm sure you has probably told me that's not an excuse not to have physical exercise. But to understand that godliness has value in all things. So not only are we receive every spiritual blessing in Christ, but living for Christ, living the blessings of Christ leads us to have value in all that we do. Lord God, I thank you for that. Because maybe the job on that, I don't like so much. I like mine, okay? Okay? But if it's the one somewhere that I don't like, Lord God, you have me there to live a lively life so that somebody knows about the spiritual blessings that are in Christ Jesus, our Lord. As we see here in these verses here, blessing and living a godly lifestyle. And it doesn't make sense to the world. Paul said into the church of Corinthians, man, the wisdom of this world says we are crazy for what we believe and the way we live and the things that we think. And if we look in Matthew chapter five, verses one, three through 10, when Jesus goes through there and says, blessed are, and I'll read those for us real quick. I told Tim I was going to read each verse and use about 10 minutes, five to 10 minutes on each one. Don't worry. I'm not going to do that tonight, but I will read the verses three through 10. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in spirit, for they shall see and will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers. For they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And verse 11. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad. Because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Look what Jesus is saying. Just like Paul was saying this morning. Keep our eyes on the prize. Here this evening, don't forget the reward that is in heaven. Because great is your reward in heaven. What is the blessing in living a godly lifestyle? Lord God, you've said it. You've promised it. Wow. 
The kingdom of heaven is what awaits us. Lord God, living a godly lifestyle for you being poor in spirit and to receive the kingdom of heaven. To be merciful and to be shown mercy, Lord. To bless those who, those who are th- hungry and thirst for righteousness. Lord, to be filled. We don't understand sometimes that the blessings that we would like to receive comes from the life that we live. We want to receive the blessings of God. And we want to have them with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. But in order to have those blessings and to continue those blessings in our Lord and Savior, we are called to live the godly lifestyle. And that means it's worthy. It has value. And that means that in our lives, that we are called to do everything that we can to make the gospel of our glory, God, and Savior attractive. Titus chapter 2, when he's talking about men teaching younger men, women, younger women, when he talks about the evangelist Titus, his example that he should set for those that are around him. When he talks about slaves and masters, he says, do everything so that we may make the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ attractive. For the grace of God has appeared to all men, not wanting anyone to perish. And it calls us to say no to this world and to live a, sin, uh, live a pure life before our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ until he comes. Wow. Lord God, let me live a godly lifestyle because I want to be a blessing to somebody else. When we are understand that every spiritual blessing we have is in Christ Jesus, and it's only because of what God has done, we have a gratefulness that we understand and that we want to do the works of God, not because we want to be saved, but because we are saved by our faith in Jesus Christ. And when we understand that living the lifestyle of God brings along the blessings that come along with it in our lives, we don't want to forget That we want, as it says on this next point here, we are blessed to bless others. To be a blessing to others in our lives. Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 through 15 as it's right here. After Jesus says how blessed you are or how happy you are or how fired up you are or how joyful you are. However you want to say that word for blessed there, which could be some of those words that I just said. He goes up and he backs that up after that and he says, now that you know that you're blessed in this way, don't forget that since you're blessed in this way, you're called to live that lifestyle to receive those things. You are the salt of the earth. If the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled upon. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. And then he goes on to say in verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. Lord God, help me to be a blessing to others. And so living the lifestyle, the godly lifestyle that I'm supposed to be living, understanding every spiritual blessing that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord is leading me to this point, Lord. To be a blessing to others in everything that I do, in everything that we do, that they can see Jesus. 
Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and chapter 9 when he was talking about giving. And he says in chapter 9, the giving that you do to help those poor saints in Jerusalem is not only helping those, but it's overflowing in many blessings of others who have not come to Christ. They saw the blessing. Tim talked about it a few weeks ago. We talked about Laurel and his family. They saw the blessings that from Laurel and his family because of the faith that they have and the brothers and sisters in Christ that they have that helped them in a hard time, that made the gospel attractive. Brothers and sisters, we want to be a blessing to others. I remember one time when in St. Louis, it was at a St. Louis internship program. That's what they called it. It's still going on. I don't know. I guess so. But while we were there, and you're just going out and serving and doing different things. And we were at a place, you know, where they were making cans and you had to put the store up and things like that. A lady was walking outside with her cans in her box. And as she was carrying it, you know what happened to it? Boom, fell down. And those little cans of pork and beans things were rolling all over the place. What did we do? We went there, got those pork and beans, got them all set in the thing and set them in her car for her. And she looked at us and she said, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. You know, and she said, I see it around you. I see it around you. I was like, what, what is this? Is it a video surveillance? Okay. Are you going to make her not do anything? She said, no, I see the light around you all. Brothers and sisters, that's impactful. When people ask us, why do you do the things that you do? And we have the greatest answer to give them because of what Jesus Christ has done for me. Wow. Powerful. Powerful. As it says here, be a blessing so that you can bless others. And as we see in these verses here in the end, and all of these things that we've seen here, the question is, are you blessed? Have you received every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus? Have you believed in him? Have you repented of your sins? Have you decided to be buried with him in baptism and raised to newness of life and to receive every spiritual blessing that is in Christ Jesus and receive the indwelling of his Holy Spirit? If you have, praise God. If you have, it, that, that, you can do that this evening. And if you have, is your lifestyle showing that you live a lifestyle that has been blessed by our God and Savior Jesus Christ? Never forget the promises that God has promised us as we continue to live for him each and every day. We continue, as Paul would say to the church in Philippi, that our citizenship here, we work out our citizenship here, that others may see us. Not because of who we are, but because of who Christ is. And as we continue doing that in our lives, living for him, living the godly life, Lord God, help me to remember that I am blessed to bless others. Paul said when they were talking to him and they had a meeting. And they said, Paul, continue preaching the gospel that you're preaching. Don't forget the poor. And he said, the very thing I was eager to do was to help the poor. Because of the blessings he had received, he was ready to bless others as well. Blessed. Blessed, and I'm going to throw in a more blessed there. We are. And tonight, for you who are not in Christ, your only 
a step away. And if you want to take that step to follow Christ tonight, take it as we come and sing this song. We hope by listening to this lesson, you have found a better understanding of the Bible. And through that better understanding, find a closer relationship with God and His Son, Jesus Christ, our living Savior. If you have any questions or desire more information, please feel free to contact us here at the Dangerfield, Texas Church of Christ. You can find us at dfield.org. That's D-F-I-E-L-D-C-O-C dot O-R-G. Or you can email at dfieldcoc779 at aol.com. Or you can call us at 903-645-2896. If you are local to the Dangerfield area, we would love an opportunity to meet you and encourage you in person at 818 West W.M. Watson Boulevard, Dangerfield, Texas. 75638. Our meeting times are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Bible class and 10.30 a.m. for worship service, Sunday evening at 6 p.m. for worship service, and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. for our midweek Bible class. Grace and peace be with you always.